welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this, this is Life, life Pairings. pairings. <laughs> because life is hard. <laughs> So pair it with alcohol. <laughs> Ooh, good. Hey, how many times that this is our fifty-first time saying that, <laughs> and I just was like, "What is? What's the next?" <laughs> I, I, I'm, we're we're doing lots of fun stuff. I, my brain farted. <laughs> All right, get out your guac, rim that glass with some salt, and crank up the heat on that taco. As today's life pairing is Cinco de Mayo with bulldogs. We're discussing Maximilian, Texas, and Mole. Woohoo! Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Um, I kind of sprung this one on you, and you were like, I don't know what this is. Because I don't yeah. think it's as big. Like, it's quite big in the bar scene. <laughs> it is. I, like, know what it was. But, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, surprised at what it is. I just was, like... It seemed to me like I was like, oh, that's, like, a... It's a popular Mexican holiday. Yeah, and then Turns I was out like, it's "Not really. <laughs> it's not even. Yeah. It's just it's... we're gonna be telling you guys some truths today." Yeah, it's like a party holiday, so it's fun. Yeah. But I was kind of trying to figure out, like, you know, I know we talk about what it means to us and stuff, mm-hmm. and nothing. It means zero <laughs> to me. <laughs> I always People... kind of liked it, just in terms of like it was always a good excuse for, you know, back in the back in the old days. Uh, we used yeah. to go to these places called pubs, and you could drink in them. Um, and it was an excuse to drink a margarita, maybe have some Mexican food, which I love. So me too. That's but yeah, I never really knew Mexican what it food was. My favorite food. Yeah. Um, and I always it comes around every year, every May fifth, yep. Cinco yep. de Mayo, and people say Happy Cinco de Mayo, and then I say yes. You too, and I <laughs> and then right out the rain. Yeah. And but here's yeah. the thing: when you're a drinker, like mm-hmm. uh, me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm always at the bar, so holidays <laughs> come, they go. Well, right, it does feel it's kind like... of like it feels a little bit like St. Patrick's Day in a way, and at least how we treat it up here in Canada. I think. Yeah, and I don't want to go too far into the history of what it is or anything like that. Right, but it plays into the psychology um, of why we celebrate it. Right. Because it's uh, it's not Independence Day for Mexico, which no. a lot of people think. Which I did think, and then now I did. I know that now. Um, Mexico was uh, independent 50 years previous. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it, they won a battle, and I don't want to talk too much about it. But it's, uh, it, it, there was a guy from Texas who mm-hmm. was the uh, a general, and he... I guess maybe I tried to figure out why Americans celebrate it so heavily. There's a huge Mexican population in the United States. Yes. So that makes some sense. Um, there's a, there's a pretty decently sized Mexican population in Canada. Um, yeah. So it yeah. would make sense for it to be a holiday that would be recognized here. Um, I tried more to dive into why do we like it? Right. And the thing is, we just like celebrating stuff. <laughs> We do. We, we just like reasons to party and reasons to drink and reasons to get together. 
Um, and I think it's fun too because you kind of are celebrating like a different culture, which is, which is I don't know. That's kind of weird, but it's also fun and I maybe think, a positive thing. I don't know. I think it is a positive thing. I think you know, like I think the difference between cultural p- appropriation and celebrating somebody else's culture uh, is the difference in like you're not doing it as a joke. Like you're right. doing it to celebrate somebody. So you're like, okay. I maybe have some friends from Mexico uh, who would celebrate this holiday. So maybe I will put something together and celebrate it with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's like more, that's a good way to celebrate something. I mean, truth be told, uh, we all have those beautiful woolen, colorful blankets. So what generally (laughs) happens is you just throw (laughs) one out over a table. You make some decent guac. Um, (laughs) Brittany makes the best guacamole, by the way. love guacamole guacamole and tacos are truly my favorite food hands down bar none the margaritas are my favorite drink so it's literally there's nothing better it's like Mm -hmm. it it can be a heavy food if you want it to but you got to eat a lot of it yeah it is you're right it's a very nice light because i mean a lot of it is tortillas a lot of it is the other thing is a lot of it's vegetables which is really yeah, dude, kind of bean burritos nice on corn corn t- tortillas oh. and stuff like that's like pretty vegetable based. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, like the I don't know, it's a it's yeah, it's per, it's a perfect type of food. You're right for kind of I don't know, like sometimes it's really good to go do that before a big night out. Yeah, I think it's perfect, and it's also sort of serves everybody's needs because it's like a taco can be anything. Mm-hmm. do you want it to be shrimp do you want it to be beef do you want it to be veggie you can have a bean burrito or a bean taco you literally it's like you know oh you're allergic to gluten no problem just eat a corn tortilla yeah it's like yeah. It, it's like uh for me i'm allergic well we'll go into this a little later but i'm allergic <laughs> to peanuts so uh not a lot of peanuts around tacos right. um okay. it's it's a nice food for me to just like go out and eat it's like one thing we did all the time after uh, comedy, we used to just go to like the nicest taco bar in Calgary, which is, in my opinion, Native Tongues. Okay, it's so good. Uh, yeah. And just go and have like three little mini baby tacos. Yes, a couple of drinks, and it's nice. Good for any time. I can't like baths and pedicures. I really can't <laughs> express to you how much I love how good fucking tacos and guacamole. Yes, yes, and I'll I'll give a shout out to uh, El Santo in uh, New West, which okay. is in Vancouver area. Uh, they have very good. There's actually they're a little bit more like high end fancy. Hundred uh, percent. We went Mexican there for uh, I don't know if it was your birthday or, or your anniversary or something one year. Yeah, did you come something. to my anniversary? <laughs> Maybe I feel like Maybe. I I've celebrated a lot of inappropriate things with you and Andy, like where I should not have been there. Could be a could have been our anniversary, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely a thing that has been, and ever since I've been young, like it's always been kind of a thing that we would always go to a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, um, I think our our I feel like our cultures are very much tied, even in Canada, more so than say like I don't know, even like French food or yeah, like like in culinary wise, like I feel like yeah. There's, I mean, I don't know what it is here, but I mean, all, all through North America, mm-hmm. you can get a lot of Mexican food and it's delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah. My dad talked about um, these enchiladas that his his uh, very good friend growing up lived, was from East L.A., originally from Mexico, oh. but his family uh, grew up in East L.A. and then moved here, you know, in his teens. 
right? And was like great friends with my dad growing up. And all he talks about is these how good these enchiladas were. <laughs> and every time he has an enchilada, he goes, no one makes it like Eddie's dad used to make Aww. it. <laughs> Eddie's mom used to make the best enchilada. So his friend has sworn to him, mm-hmm. if he gets six people, and it can only be six people, that yeah. he will make them enchiladas all night long. Oh. Enchiladas and, bar- uh, and margaritas. So I'm like, oh can God. I be one of the six people? And he was like, can my dad I was be like, one of the six absolutely people? not. You. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is, and his friend was a bartender growing up. So he, you know, it would be fresh. Anyways. Oh my God. We're big, we're big (laughs) supporters of the uh, Mexican uh, culinary industry. Yeah. But uh, why do we care? Uh, Mm. We like to celebrate and party. Obviously, I mean, in Mexico, it's celebrated. It's not as big as it is here. Right. Uh, Or especially in the United States. But uh, where it is celebrated, I mean, it's big, beautiful, colorful parades and floats. And and the reason we like all that stuff, camaraderie, uh, nationalism mm-hmm. in a good way. It, it right. brings a community together, together, you know, like, you know, celebrates oh, yeah. the pride of, of the community. And it, any really any reason to celebrate, we love. Yeah. As a people. Yeah. We're, so, we're big on celebrations. Yeah, we're big on celebrations. We're big on getting together, being outside, being together, eating together is such a huge thing. Yes. Like breaking bread with uh, your friends and family and community is mm-hmm. so good. It's good. I looked it up. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Good. Yeah, nothing bad about good. it. And nothing bad about you wanting to celebrate other cultures either, really. It just can't yeah. slip into the cultural appropriation where you're doing something because uh, you think it's a funny or a costume or a, you know what I mean? Yeah, so wearing a sombrero, not great. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. making tacos and celebrating the <laughs> the Mexicans winning a battle in 1862, fantastic. Yeah, that's all right, that's all right. Do it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so maybe uh, if I haven't done it enough, you can uh, give us give us some history on the uh, on Cinco de Mayo. Sure. Okay. So as you kind of mentioned, it's uh, Mexico has uh, won a battle, uh, the Battle of Puebla, during the Franco-Mexican War, and this was on May fifth, eighteen sixty-two. So back in the day, in eighteen sixty-one, Benito Juarez, a lawyer and a member of the indigenous tribe of zapotec was elected as president for the country as you said like mexico had actually been um had gotten their independence in 1810 i believe right so this is kind of part of that now the issue was right before this there was a lot of internal struggles going on um a lot of uh, uh chaos and so there was not economically wise at that point unfortunately mexico was not doing great but they had a lot of debts to European governments. Now, I didn't know this, but this is like a huge thing that's come up in like a lot of the stuff that I've just been reading about in terms of like early American kind of like I'm obsessed with Theodore Roosevelt. So around this time yeah, of like a lot of Europe giving loans to countries. So in similar to today, there still is a I lot suppose. of loans that go from country to country, is there not? But but here's the thing, is that so when they couldn't pay their debts, France 
Britain, and Spain all sent naval ships to Veracruz in Mexico demanding repayment. I don't see that happening a lot. Not a lot of ships with cannonballs. No. Like people may be yelling at Greece, I guess. I gotta be honest with you. I'd like to see a good cannonball fight. I don't think that's even a good... It wouldn't be good. They would just be very like... (laughs) It's like table tennis or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the can, the can, you know, like they'd like pull the cannons out on the ships in the middle of the ocean, and I was like, yeah. "This can't be good for anybody." <laughs> no, like even it's if kind you of have like the more powerful cannon, even one cannonball can't oh. be great for a wooden ship. No, you're in water. That's not good. Don't have things making holes in your boat. It's just like somebody couldn't just be like, "Hey, hey, 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 what are you guys upset about?" <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Um, so Britain and Spain actually, <laughs> Britain and Spain actually negotiated <laughs> with Mexico, and they they left. They took their little boats and went home. Uh, France, though, was being run by Napoleon the Third, who's a very interesting person, and I will one day love to talk about him. Um, <laughs> he wanted this opportunity because his name is Napoleon. So guess what he wanted to do? He wanted to expand <laughs> from hmm. France. Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh, perfect. I'll just expand from France to uh, Mexico. I'll just take over Mexico now. Which so is quite the leap. That's like quite it's expanding. It's not close. No. Yeah. <laughs> you're I not. Mean, I mean, I guess you're just. It, I mean, technically, they are sharing a border, which uh, is an ocean. That is true. <laughs> technically. <laughs> technically, that is the case. Yeah. Um, so. He landed uh, forces on, uh, on Me- in Mexico and forced the president, Juarez, and his government uh, into retreat. This was in late 1861. So here comes our big battle. So this is part of a bigger war, but on the May 5th, 1862, 6,000 troops were going to attack Puebla de los I think it's called Angeles because it's got an E-L, or sorry, L-E-S, uh, which is a town in east-central Mexico. So Juarez gathered 2,000 men from the north and sent them to the town to fortify the town and wait for the French. So 6,000 to 2,000. Right. So Not... two to one, basically. Three to yeah. one. Yeah, three to one. Um, they also didn't have uh, very modern uh, guns or anything. So they weren't only outnumbered on that. They were also outdated on their gunnery, artillery. Is that what the right word is? Yeah. War, war making things, kill things, kill things. Killers. Um, <laughs> Bad guy killers or good guy. No one ever knows. It's a really complex, no, it's, complex it's issue very... to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the French began their assault Early in the morning, and the battle was done by early evening, which is very nice for everyone. You know, like, just... honestly, I feel like that's the way, like, it's like, mm, we went for a day. Yeah. We need to be home for Grey's Let's Anatomy. Let's move on. So everyone, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, the reason was, was that the French retreated because they had lost 500 soldiers, and the Mexicans had only lost 100. Holy Christ. Yeah. So, um. What? And it wasn't really a significant battle in this war that was going on for the next few years, but it was very symbolic and really bolstered the resistance. Because, I mean, this is kind of like, um, you know, 300, right? 
the what were they called um damn it oh the spartans you know versus Circe's. like yes you know the 300 yeah very men. david and goliath situation yes yes that's another uh one that this kind of gets compared to so um i think it very much bolstered the resistance but i think it also like really put a lot of pride into mexico and so um they still had this guy though his name was he was an austrian his name is archduke ferdinand maximilian and he was installed as the emperor in 1864 because they went from having a president to having an emperor right which is an emperor is more of a like a state of tyranny isn't it yeah he's a little he in charge yeah really in charge they they ain't voting about stuff no no (laughs) democracy there um he's also a very interesting character um one day maybe i'll talk about it but there's lots of podcasts to talk about this this the you know the emperor of mexico um he is the only the the only emperor of this second mexican empire and there's only been one other emperor and that was way before this but um normally mexico did not have emperors seems very weird to put those words together um and napoleon iii basically had put him in there just as like a puppet leader like he really wanted to just be able to be like okay france will just run mexico now from really far away (laughs) you know this is kind of like when we have an office in ontario and you're like seems like (laughs) someone should just be here yeah tell us what's up (laughs) it's not not that close um So in 1867, so meanwhile, while all this is happening, is the U.S. is having their own civil war. And so in 1867, they were actually able then to, because they had finished with that, and it went well, and is never a problem ever again. Um, (laughs) They were able to supply military assistance and pressure on the French. And so finally, the French withdrew in 1867. Um, Unfortunately, Mr. Maximilian, he did not get out he was captured and executed by uh president juarez's men Ooh. so yes and um i also just love the idea of a guy named maximilian strutting in there i know and just it's getting his an... arsehole ripped out it feels very much like a like a um like a roman or greek like emperor's name not like a somebody from the 1800s it seems like if you ever wanted to write a character who was very smug and mm-hmm. you didn't want to have to go into a ton of expo- exposition, <laughs> you could just name a Maximilian and people would get yes. it. <laughs> yes. People would so. be like, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no more explanation needed. I get it. We don't like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, leading the army, sorry, the Mexican general army, which I didn't mention, uh, Ignacio Zaragoza. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I'm not sure if that's the guy from Texas. I did read that there was somebody from Texas that came down. Um, and anyways, the town that in Puebla, um, it's now renamed Puebla de Zaragoza after him. So I gotta say, nice. Carla, you're doing really well with the pronunciations of these names. Thank you very much. I did study Spanish for like four years, 150 years ago. Um, <laughs> But I love to go to Mexico, so hopefully I never use my Spanish when I'm there, though. Because, because I read those names, and I was like, Pueblo, 
<laughs> I, was like, I mean, I don't know if I'm correct, but I'm. I was like, Battle of Pueblo, got it. Put a star <laughs> next to it. <laughs> and then I heard you uh... say Pueblo, and I was like, that makes more sense to me. That sounds. <laughs> oh, don't worry, everyone has heard me mispronounce a lot of other things here. <laughs> Um, okay, so a couple of like things that we've mentioned. Again, this is um, a minor holiday in Mexico. Yeah, um, it's much bigger in the United States as like a kind of a celebration just in general of Mexican culture. Um, it's it is celebrated in the state of Puebla with a military parade, but it's not like tequila. Like it's not that kind of. <laughs> I did see day. pictures of like fancy floats and stuff, but like. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been stock images from the United States. <laughs> no, they do. I think they have like a military parade with like still probably with a lot of the dancing and stuff. Okay. I just don't know if it's like 100% more on like, let's get shit faced on tequila. Well, it's like, kind of a military holiday. They're like, we're celebrating exactly. this battle we won. Yes. 150 yeah. years ago. <laughs> um, and it actually was celebrated a couple weeks after in california for the first time uh they like had a big party when they heard about this that's so funny yeah and so um as we've kind of mentioned so just so i don't know if we mentioned that mexican independence day is the 16th of september happened on 1810 yeah so 50 years before the any uh, of this yeah i mean (laughs) things don't always go smoothly so um And I think, you know, like, I think it is really, like you said, the David versus Goliath story. That's what we really, we really cling on to. And that's a big part of it. And it's sad that we don't actually, we didn't actually, you and I did not know anything about this. I don't think that's sad, though. It's, it, you know what, I was, the, I was really giving this some thought, and I hope this comes mm-hmm. off in the right way. You can't know everyone's holidays. That's true. You can't know every meaning of every holiday across the world. What you can do is yeah. if you feel you are uneducated and you're uninformed about people in your community and you are doing them a disservice by not knowing, then it is your responsibility to then be like, okay, I think that I should know more about this. But Mm -hmm. there is a lot of places and a lot of different (laughs) holidays, a lot of different celebrations. And we can't know everything. No, that's why you guys have us. We tell you all these things. We get drunk and find it out for you. Because a lot of the stuff is so interesting that it's like I think I, I I love history obviously so I think it's sad when anybody doesn't know a historical fact because I'm like well how do you not wake up in the morning and inflamed by this idea, um, but that's me and I'm a crazy person and I love drinking so when people are like how do you make this cocktail I'm like I don't know either but I'll find it out yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so today's celebrations generally are marked by parades parties mariachi music mexican folk dancing and food which yeah. i guess like the the one for like the the big concentration is on tacos your favorite and mm-hmm. mole poblano mole poblano yes which uh uh I did, I did i teased a little in the beginning mm-hmm. has peanuts in it <laughs> yeah I uh, found this it. out. <laughs> uh, you would. I have an anaphylactic reaction to peanuts, mm-hmm. so you think that I would have to only find this out one time. <laughs> I, found I, mean, I assume you were in the place and you were f- trying it out for yourself. Here's the thing with a peanut reaction: that can be. So I am 
always anaphylactic. Right. But some recipes differ, mm-hmm. and the amount of peanuts certainly is a factor. Right. And every time you have an anaphylactic reaction, it gets worse. Oh. So it ne- you like with most things like the coronavirus, if you take a vaccine, mm-hmm. you will become a, a little immune. That's just right. my own personal thought. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. Yes. You take that to your whatever. Or I, if you get COVID, you might, the second reaction might be the second time you get it, it would be a little bit less. Yeah. Cause you would then be a little more. Yeah. That's the weird freaking thing about allergies. I didn't, and I didn't really realize that, but they get, you'd think like your body's like, oh, okay. I've identified this before. We overreacted. So we're not going to do that this time. But it no, sounds like- it's like, fuck you. We don't- <laughs> it goes 10 times. <laughs> it gets worse and worse and worse. Oh. So it's quicker. So yeah. Oh. when all my friends are like, where is your EpiPen? And I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. home maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is should be alarmed. If I'm not we wearing my have glasses and I don't have my EpiPen, I am this close to dying at all times. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we should store them in like parts of downtown Calgary and like all around in certain pubs. I gotta tell you, that's not a bad idea if you want to keep me around. Yeah, (laughs) if you could, because I keep thinking about getting an EpiPen for you, and I'm like, I'm like, but they expire. You know, (laughs) I don't want to. Very frustrating for Mm -hmm. my loved ones. Mm -hmm. My parents like (laughs) still keep one for me. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're like. Oh Jesus! Um, and then I was going on a trip. My dad was like, "Do you have an EpiPen?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I got, I'll order it." And then I just—he knew I wouldn't. Yeah. So like a day before I was leaving, he was like, "Uh, here's your EpiPen." And I was like, Aww. "And I was like, oh, how much do I owe you?" He's like, "Just put it in your backpack. <laughs> Please have it on you at all times." Yeah. Um. Yeah. But so. Yeah. Uh, it gets worse and worse and worse. So what had happened was the first couple of times, yeah, there maybe wasn't a lot of peanuts in there, and I did have a reaction, but it was like I could deal with it with Benadryl. Okay, but and then I I had like a very peanutty mole sauce because I was like, yeah. this is not what's bothering me. What we thought it was was sometimes the chips are uh, fried in peanut oil. Oh, so sometimes right. if you get fresh oh, tortilla chips, they're fried yeah. in peanut oil. So that's another thing I always have to ask. Ooh. Is this been fried in peanut oil? Or do you use peanut oil yeah. in the kitchen? Um, most places typically don't, but that's like a very like uh, United States thing. A lot of places that's like, it's like oh. a, a way tastier way to do something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, mm, I want to try that. <laughs> You're like, oh, I, I love, love chips and like if you go to Five Guys Fries, they cook everything in peanut yeah. oil, and apparently it's just amazing. No. Yeah, it's apparently eh. the best fries. I don't know about that. but I don't know. I don't think you're missing out. You're okay. It's right fine. on. <laughs> yeah. Well, so <laughs> I, on like the, I was like by myself, and I was like, ooh, the mole. That's like the chocolate tomato sauce. They're like, yes. yes. And then I tasted it, and I was like, is there peanuts in there? They're like, of course. It's a peanut chocolate <laughs> tomato. You're like, you don't have one of those EpiPens stored <laughs> in your restaurant. Okay, I'm going to call it an ambulance. <laughs> uh, or as my nephew would call it, a wheel-wheel. Um, Aww. <laughs> That's too cute. He's pretty dynamite these days. He goes, auntie, wheel-wheel? And I go, yep. 
<laughs> uh, does he mean that in terms of like are you having anaphylactic shock is that what he's asking or? <laughs> no he just anytime he sees anything that looks like a fire truck he goes Aww. or an ambulance or anything he yeah. goes ooh wheel wheel Aww, like you know what cute. that's exactly what it should be called mm-hmm. um we're changing the name you got <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you got uh, a bit more of a, a news story for something, us? A more modern thing? Let me get this straight. You want something more current than 1862? Mm, I would take the 90s. Okay. Well, I'll bring you right <laughs> up to date here. I'll bring you right, right. up to today. <laughs> oh. Well, here's the thing. So, uh, obviously, coronavirus still happening. Yeah. Um, yep. That's why I'm realizing now we've done drinks with corona in it for two weeks now, but we're... <laughs> <laughs> you can't go tie, guys. Listen, we this is what we have. This is what we're yeah. drinking. Um, yeah, but it's gonna so, get a desperate situation soon, guys. I don't know about you guys where you're at, but most places in Canada are uh, kind of experiencing a third wave and yeah. another lockdown. We're going into big time lockdown now. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it would be good for you to know how you could celebrate. Uh, Cinco oh. de Mayo, if you choose. You certainly can't have do it with people. <laughs> right. No. That... Um, but. That's so 2019. Doing anything with people is so <laughs> not today. Yeah. But um, from Calgary, I looked up uh, where you could go. These are all places. Um, I'll give you a few of them and then I'll kind of go across Canada. Sort of the most okay. popular Mexican places. Uh, for you to get takeout from and most places are offering certainly the ones I mentioned that are in Calgary are offering a takeout menu and Cinco de Mayo deals and all kinds of stuff so like that might be inclusive of cocktails and different specials for that so if you want to if it's something you want to take home and stuff sucks right now again yeah yeah so uh unless you're in the UK and then apparently you can go to a concert but they have New Zealand where you're just Oh, Footloose God. and fancy free, baby. <laughs> or Florida, where nothing ever stopped. <laughs> you want to go to Disneyland? Yep. Fucking do it, it's bud. Fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, some fun places in Calgary. Uh, this is a new one I haven't been to yet, but mm-hmm. um, I'm psyched about because I see it on a lot of menus where they're like bringing it into like a brewery's Mikey's Taco Shop. Oh. So that is on 4th Street uh, Northwest, and apparently it's so good. Uh, mm-hmm. And they are offering some takeout packages for, uh, yeah, Cinco de Mayo, and really probably for any time. Nice. But now uh, now would be the best. Their chimichanga is apparently just, like, the most amazing thing you'll ever have. Uh, oh. Al Burrito which is mm-hmm. on 12th Street Southwest in Calgary, is another one offering some major... Uh, uh, deals and stuff like that. And Neho is a huge favorite if you're a tequila junkie. Ooh. Um, I, I don't know what they'd be offering for takeout. I would imagine they have some pretty cool deals because it's like literally yeah. the best tequila bar in the city. Oh, cool. Um, so let's just go. We don't want to just focus on Calgary. That's where we no. are, but that doesn't mean that yeah. means where you are. Tres Carnitas Tacoria in Edmonton, Alberta, which I've been to is mm-hmm. incredible that's the number one place so this is this is i'm going to give you a list of 15 across canada this is the top 15 mexican places you can go in canada cool grand electric in toronto ontario uh that's on queen street west and uh, it looks uh, amazing 
Uh, mm. Everything is like everything that I'm seeing is is truly like the 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 street style Mexican food. Okay. Like, uh, street food kind of style, which is like the small tacos. Like if you're not familiar with Mexican food, um, Taco Bell isn't it. <laughs> no, <That's, laughs> they're not. Most uh, is the small tacos with meat and a little bit of cheese and a little bit of like it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what a lot of these places are. So Grand Electric in Toronto, we've got El Del Rey Taco in Montreal, Quebec. Oh my god, this looks amazing. Looks like they are people who have a lot of great salsas. Ooh. Uh the Mole Cafe in Vancouver. Oh, I've been there. Me neither. I, I mean, it is the Mole one, so I'll stay away from mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't go there. Uh, my yeah. absolute favorite Night of Tongues Taqueria in Calgary, Alberta. Oh. This is the best to me. El Camino in Ottawa, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Lowe's Calbreeze in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, Tofino Taqueria in Tofino, uh, Victoria. Mm-hmm. So these are all, again, these are all the top restaurants in the country. So okay. If you live in these places, check them out. Uh, Topango Cafe, again in Vancouver, made the list. Gecko oh, Boos in um, Dartmouth, Halifax. Which is oh, I was like... I was wondering if you're going to tell you anything from out east or like Saskatchewan. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is Halifax is like, I don't care what you eat there. It's good. Mm-hmm. Like their yeah. food is just, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, that's different, <laughs> but it just tastes yeah. better. I don't know if that it's on the water or if they Maybe. made it with more love mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Taco <laughs> Pinka in St. John, New Brunswick. And Mexico Lindo in Halifax again, and La Carnita in Toronto, Ontario, which I can tell you I have been to. That is probably among one of my favorites as well. Nice. So those are some, I thought I'd give you some places you could go, get some takeout, yeah. uh, support the local scene anyways, take it home, be safe. Uh, you can celebrate in your own house. And what benefit to doing that? You don't have to deal with pants on. Everywhere else, pants on. And you can wear stretchy pants if you want to wear pants. If you want to put pants on, they don't got to hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> Which means you can put as many tacos in your belly as you want. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can celebrate the French... A battle. <laughs> A battle in 1862. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. Which cool. brings us mm-hmm. to the most important part of the show. Yes. The drink. It's cocktail Ooh. hour. You want to tell them what we're doing? We are doing the Mexican Bulldog. This might be one of my favorites. It's my favorite. I uh, love to order it in a restaurant. It's the greatest drink to order in a restaurant. In a restaurant. It's very important you're in a restaurant. Let me tell you why. Because I tried to make it tonight and I tried <laughs> to make it twice. And you know what I yeah. did? I mostly just dumped Corona on the floor. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So if you don't know what a Mexican bulldog is, it's essentially a margarita with a cornita, which is a mini Corona. They're so cute. They are the cutest. Uh, my aunt calls them a waste of time. That's <laughs> I just remembered she said that. My yeah. one, aunt, one aunt bought them and she was like, look at these. Aren't they the cutest? She's like, looks like a waste of time to me. 
<laughs> not enough beer to get you where you need to be. Uh, but it is the just the cutest thing in the world. Mm. So what you're supposed to do is tip the cornita into mm-hmm. the margarita. Right. It's I gotta look it up better or practice or get the right glass or well I think yeah I think there's a couple of elements to that because basically what you do is science makes it (laughs) so that you don't put the whole like you don't dump the whole beer into the margarita you can lightly just lift the coronita out yes to add a little bit more so it's kind of like a submarine thing i don't I yeah don't the what because i mean it just it only displaces the amount of <laughs> as soon as you lift up the the beer mm-hmm. and there's a little air left in it or gets in it then it comes yeah. out it fills yeah. up the glass what i have what happened to me is it just went friggin everywhere yeah but then i was yeah. like well we'll try again the second one i did a little better right it kind of went in a little better so i'm going to give you kind of um what's in it uh, okay, and and this is kind of a fun uh, reason mm-hmm. uh, for this as well. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned that the battle, the Mexican, the French, or sorry, the Mexicans were outnumbered three to one. Correct. Right. Yes. Well, yes. when you drink this drink, you're outnumbered three to one. Oh, because it's two shots of tequila and a beer. Ah, oh, good job, Brittany. <laughs> I can always find a way to make it <laughs> pretend I did my homework. <laughs> That's great. I like it. It's just oh, 35 years of horseshit has really led me <laughs> down a path I enjoy. Um, <laughs> uh, so what the drink has in it is two ounces of tequila, uh, 75 ounces of lime juice. Uh, it says 0.5 ounces of cornita, but really you're just continue to add it. So it's, right. it's a cornita. <laughs> <laughs> it's a half a beer um, it's like slowly mixing it in you know when you're doing baking and they're like slowly add in yeah they're like fold in the cheese yes <laughs> <laughs> which hey, is a, Creek restaurant. if you're a Shit's Creek fan uh, and you have a shirt like I do that says fold in the cheese <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is a uh, half an ounce of simple syrup which is obviously sugar and water mm-hmm. half an ounce of crushed ice and then uh, salt so here's how uh, the website tells you to make it. Okay. Rim a large margarita goblet with lime juice. Like those big ones. The heavy, You want a heavy one. You like a stanker of a margarita glass. No plastic. No. What I did, I picked kind of a shallow margarita glass and there just wasn't room. <laughs> right. And then I graduated to a beer glass because I thought this will be better. And it wasn't because yeah. it was too right. much room. I was thinking of using a bowl, just like a salad bowl and using a straw and doing some kind of weird. Now we're talking. That didn't work. I should have, you know what would be very funny actually to drink it out of like a rose bowl, like a. Oh, yeah. That would actually work. I think I got one. Got uh, good. So step one, <laughs> room a large margarita goblet with lime juice and salt. So salt the room. Step two, mm-hmm. combine all other ingredients except for the beer into a blender blend smooth and pour into yeah hey, don't put them yeah hey don't guys put glass in your blender don't put a full <laughs> bottle of beer <laughs> don't just put the glass into the market i love how this is uh, like this was written for perhaps the dumbest person alive <laughs> uh so yeah so they, they give you the uh 
what you're what you're really supposed to do if you're going to make it properly, you make the ingredients for a margarita properly, which would be lime juice, right. tequila, uh, simple syrup. What I like to do because I'm lazy and also because mm-hmm. it just tastes pretty good. You can get the uh, I think it's called Mr. T's or something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's just the margarita mix. Also, Kirkland has a very nice margarita. Kirkland's got a great margarita. Which is Costco, mix. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but you're making, you, it, I guess we have to also say like, it has to be a frozen margarita, right? Yes. Frozen margarita. So obviously you're, and then you're, you're taking, um, a half a cup of ice as well per drink essentially. Right. So if you're going to make a blender full, what I would do is quadruple the recipe. Yeah. Just make a blender full. Don't make one gonna, drink at a time. More. Yeah. Maybe up there all goddamn night. <laughs> or get one of those margarita makers. Yes. Buy a margarita maker. <laughs> uh, step three. Here's what. Here's how it tells you to do it. Holding your thumb over the opening of the bottle of the beer, quickly mm-hmm. overturn the bottle into the glass, removing your thumb just before submerging it into the glass. Well, now I don't want to drink it in a restaurant because somebody's thumb has been in my Corona. Oh, somebody's Corona has <laughs> been in my thumb is the problem. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> you you want to hear step four yes i do sorry which i love this mm-hmm. no don't apologize i just find it funny okay drink with a straw ideally with a friend i only like rubbing it in right now aren't they 100 <laughs> they're just like <laughs> i just like that it's like a it's such a soft suggestion not to drink by yourself yeah it's like hey man you can drink this by yourself, but don't, okay? Yeah, I don't think it, Mexican bulldogs are what you should be drinking, like when you're sitting alone at the bar or at home. Yeah, you're just like you're just like drowning your sorrows. <laughs> yeah, at the bar, just like just wailing on a bartender's shoulder. You're like another <laughs> Mexican bulldog, sir. <laughs> just like this whole this fucking fish sized bowl in front of your face. Yeah, <laughs> all the bartenders like, so she left you, huh? <laughs> 40 year old man freaking sobbing oh, um good. that's what well, that's very funny mm. well yeah the, so i mean I, I try to look into the history of the <laughs> bulldog yeah. guys somebody made the margarita and then somebody just thought dump a beer in it it didn't yeah it's not from anywhere i really tried to find its roots do they have our, our new favorite word accoutrements do, i think you can buy like a like a cup, a crude thing to stick the cor- coronita into. There so is. Like, I've seen it at restaurants. Yeah. It's like a little, like, um, yeah, it's a little clip that hangs off the side, essentially a clip with a little hole on it. Yeah. And then you dump like a, a uh, yeah, a little hole and then you just dump, you. it holds the beer in there. So I would imagine it's right. for if you have to serve these stupid things. Right. They don't dump all over the place. All over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I was in um, a Mexican restaurant in Edmonton, Alberta, and uh, <laughs> I ordered one of these bad boys. And the table yeah. had a really wide base to it. So underneath the top, the base was quite wide, leaving right. not Uh-oh. a lot of room for your legs. Right. You And because you couldn't, there just wasn't enough room to scoot all the way up to the table for some reason. Right. Uh oh. So I came back from the bathroom and yeah. they had just set the set all the bulldogs down and I yeah. scooted my chair in 
and mm-hmm. my knees hit the table and about four bulldogs went flying. Oh no. And they're just like 16 bucks a drink too. Yeah. And I was like, I guess those ones are on me. <laughs> <laughs> you should say what? that you're their table's problem. I was like, listen here, I'm just by myself. <laughs> another round on me boys they're like you're hey. just sitting here by yourself like yeah that's true yeah but get a better table yeah get a better table so do you want to hear some uh is that your drink that's my drink well it's pretty good this is a very exciting drink i feel like it goes well with this holiday it's fun and it's like um fun and silly and good yeah yeah and uh Okay, so I've got some interesting facts. Hit me. All right. So, as I mentioned, the most celebrated food of this holiday is the mole pueblo. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Poblano. Sorry, poblano. Uh, It is a dark red or brown sauce that usually goes over meat. A lot of the time it's turkey. It's a... This is really cool. It's a culinary symbol of a mix of indigenous and European heritage. Oh, that's kind of nice. Which is nice because it's sort of about this, you know, Franco-Mexican war, but then that's the, the food that they celebrate is kind of the combination of those two cultures. Absolutely. So uh, it's made up of 20 ingredients. Well, no wonder which, I didn't know there was peanuts in there. No. Um, which includes, as you sort of mentioned, like cocoa or, or chocolate um, with a bunch of different peppers. Like there was like six to eight, ten, ninety different peppers that went in there and then i got lost yeah and then i got lost in the rest of the uh recipe after that so um and obviously has peanuts in it so try it out unless you have a peanut allergy i think there's also sesame seeds in there just in case that's another kind of allergy listen if you have Uh, an allergy of any kind maybe stay away but yeah if you're free and clear it sounds like there's a lot of things that go in there and I'm sure it's different in different places and different restaurants do it differently. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of the, the more celebrated one for this holiday. Uh, the, the thing that this kind of became a bigger thing in the 1960s in America, because um, it was sort of brought about as like a, as a way to celebrate uh, traditional Mexican heritage. Right. Um, and the biggest celebrations take place in los angeles chicago and houston see that's fine i mean that makes sense right chicago but yeah so, so no chicago doesn't make a ton of sense. well maybe it does i don't know yeah i guess so um americans eat an average of 80 million pounds of avocados each cinco de mayo 80 million pounds yeah and we eat a lot of avocados in general yeah so yeah. Can I tell you something? I love guacamole, mm-hmm. but I've I'm a little over the avocado. Yeah, I have it. I've been having it on toast every morning, and uh, that's what did it to me. Is I had it yeah, on toast every morning for like a year. Yeah, and then my yeah. mom was actually just like, "So let me get this straight. <laughs> You're eating bread <laughs> with fat on it." And I was like, "That's it's, it's a healthy fat. It also counts as like a vegetable serving or a fruit serving because it's either a vegetable or a fruit for some reason. I don't understand that part. Um, it, so it's good for you. It's better than like peanut butter sometimes. Well, you can't have peanut butter. Right. So that's why. <laughs> so it is definitely better. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, 
I mean, that, that's subjective, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it is like, I was like, I was like, I, I cannot, I do not understand why I'm not losing weight. I'm eating sourdough <laughs> and avocado every morning. And she was yeah. like, okay, well, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> judge you, but let me tell you but... how much fat and sugar you're eating. Yes. It's a lot. <laughs> and I was like, so Fuck. now. This episode actually is going to go out. Well, it's supposed to go out. We do on Thursday, and which is the sixth tomorrow. Tomorrow, which is Wednesday. So, do you think we should just release this podcast a little early this week? Yeah, we definitely could. Right. So that's why it's unedited, everyone. Uh, unedited. Sure. We're going to release it just special for you. <laughs> You're getting a version with our all of our ums and ahs, all our ums and ahs, and me fucking blowing everything. No, no, <laughs> no, no, um, no. Not true. But yeah, so um, you get that'll be the surprise for this week. That way, you can listen to the restaurants, and then you can book them if you want for your takeout this evening. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, there's another um. We love you very much. Thank you very mm-hmm. much for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at Life Bearings Podcast. Uh, the best thing you can do for us is just subscribe to the podcast and give us a review if that's an option. And if yes. you feel generous, head over to our Patreon, which is, you can go to www.lifepairingspodcast.com and up in the top right corner, you can hit that Patreon button and see all the interesting, cool things we have to offer there. And maybe you'll be into it. Uh, we can't thank you enough for listening and we hope to see you next week. Thanks, guys. Happy Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) Woo! Woo!